Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether it's a nightmare or a dream, from one week to the Big Bang Theory theme, which doesn't have a name, <laughs> we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. He's two of three women who dictate what I'm worth. It's my co-host, Evan. I bring him flowers and a 22 with shells. It's my co-host, Saker. I love this new setup that we I think, have. I think we finally found I our think groove. we found it. We found the groove. So why, why are you sweating so much? <laughs> Why am I sweating so much? Yeah, it's weird. You're sweating way more than normal. Well... It's not that hot here. It's actually cooler outside than it's been the last couple times we recorded. Yes, that's true. I'm sweating because I feel very guilty. Why? I feel very guilty about what we're about to do to the Bannicket ladies when we review this song. What? No, I actually really love this yeah, song. Yeah, I mean, song. wait, we're tipping... You're forcing me to tip my hand immediately. <laughs> no, I was just... Five seconds You tipped podcast. your own hand. I asked why you were sweaty. <laughs> you went right into it. <laughs> no, uh, am I sweating? Am yeah, I... yeah, you're like glistening. <laughs> I hate you so much. You're gaslighting You're me. You're glowing. You have a history of gaslighting in our friendship, I, I think. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> of course you wouldn't. I think that's uh, uh, specifically what I'm talking about here. Um, do you gaslight your partner at home as well? Uh, no, I don't gaslight anyone. <laughs> Why would I gaslight someone? See, and th- therein is the 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 travesty of the gaslight is that mm. of course they would not. They Abusers would say never not. think that they're. Yeah. Speaking of gaslighting or not gaslighting, someone who would never gaslight anyone, I got a hernia, man. You got. <laughs> Are we just telling about our mouth? Ma- I no, got no. hemorrhoids. No, no, no. Like, oh, oh. I uh, as as uh, listening to later bare naked ladies albums. Oh, you got a hernia. I got a hernia, man. You're. All- I was. I was exchanging some messages with a potentially future guest and Uh she mentioned how much she loved kevin hearn and it surprised me because i felt like he was i mean i he was not anyone who stuck out to me right but and it was a good part of the band but i never i'd never been really like it was like ed and steve yeah yeah, those are the the front boys late edition yeah and and like i was like oh kevin hearn huh interesting so i just went and listened to all kevin hearn songs yeah holy shit he's good it's good stuff vanishing he is on my rotation now forever i am so blown away because vanishing is fine but it's like a deep cut from bare naked ladies i mean we'll talk about it when we get to it we do them in order but like the fact that you messaged me and were like god vanishing is unbelievable yeah it's great re-listen to it to make sure i was remembering the right to my eye it brought a tear to mm-hmm. your eye. But we'll get there. We'll get there in three and a half years. <laughs> God. No, we have... This is... Uh, yes. You you messaged me about Kevin Hearn because um, we have a guest. We have a couple guests coming up who are Kevin Hearn fans. Herniacs. Herniacs. <laughs> I'm about to have a hern attack. I'm yeah, such a herniac. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, he obviously, he revitalized the band. He was a nice addition to it. Uh-huh. Uh, and they thank him in the liner notes for Born on a Pirate Ship, which we're doing today for for bringing or I think it's like breathing new life into the band mm-hmm. or something like that, because he joined, I think, halfway through their recording sessions for this. So he's on. I some thought that songs. he was to- he toured with them. Oh, maybe. Yeah. You yeah, know what? I think you're right. This. He toured with them. So he's it's next album where he really comes in to his own. Yes, that's right. He spreads his wings as unhearned. But it blew me away that you were so all about him. Did it you just, listen to it his? It was just so it was just such a departure from what Bare Naked Ladies sound was to me. Sure. That I was like, ah, this is Bare Naked Ladies too. Did you listen to his Thin Buckle stuff? His no. like solo stuff? No. Oh boy, I'm gonna send you a Thin Buckle song or Please two. Please do. That you would Please probably... do. No, I I didn't have enough time to listen to anything beyond those like <laughs> bare naked ladies hern album sure. tracks. Okay. Got you. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll I will cultivate the finest mm, Kevin Hearn Please playlist for select, you. Select it for me. Select it for you. I yes. will. Yes, I can do that. You'll be uh, my Hearn Butler. Oh, 
my Hearn Butler. My sommelier. You'll be like, this song tastes of... My Kevmolier. Uh, my Hearn Kev Butler. <laughs> what is Lime and tennis balls. <laughs> is that vanishing for you? Is that why I brought a tear to your eye? No. I don't oh. want to talk about it. I'll save it for the episode okay. in three right. and a half years. Fair. I don't... I'm sure it has some bullshit to do with fatherhood or full house. You know, or... I'm going to... Sl- take out okay okay i said i wasn't gonna do this on air but i'm definitely gonna take out a tooth now oh, no please dude put the podcasting hammer down i'm coming <laughs> you're constantly it's terrifying you swing it to and fro actually i'm gonna break the, the kayfabe here the podcasting hammer is gone yeah i was bummed out i yeah. couldn't find my hammer today my, my roommate moved out and now there's no longer a hammer That's... i'll have to bring my own hammer you have to bring your own hammer to swing around during That's records really the only reason i came i'm gonna be honest to have a hammer That's fair. i'm not allowed hammers at home <laughs> you're not what's uh did you have an incident just the same thing you know swinging it around but i've got a long, i got a young child at home so you can't just be running or walking around your house just wildly swinging a hammer <laughs> when it's with kids around you know and I guess He's that's small. fair. If you swing it at, at your oh, but I don't, but I don't. <laughs> okay. Like you, you can't swing it all over. The you place. can't just swing a hammer like above your head or around. I mean, I don't know how many hammers you've swung, Saker. Not many. No, not many. <laughs> Speaking of swinging the old <laughs> hammer, it's one of Saker's trademark pivots. <laughs> trademark. Uh, he's one of the we have a beautiful a wonderful guest today and his wonderful cat there's margo he's one of the quickest wits in the podcasting game one of the minds behind shows like i was there too james bonding pistol shrimps radio and super ego he is the world's premier spoonerizer it's matt gorley hi matt how are you hi matt hi did you call me beautiful i'll take it (laughs) it's sunday morning i'm barely alive but i'm beautiful it is so hard to coordinate with la guests because Mm. we're like all right we can do it at noon our time which is like you will be maybe conscious your (laughs) time yeah we're getting them fresh though right out of bed we're getting you fresh out of bed when you are at your most raw (laughs) that's me yeah well it's you know i'm my best when i'm at my most raw i think (laughs) as are we all uh matt it's thank you so much for being on our show uh i was so pleased because i'm such a big fan of uh super ego and pistol shrimps um can you tell me like you were so happy it seemed like or so quick at least to email me back like hey yeah i'd love to be on the show you have a history with bare naked ladies then i assume well i i guess i was just a fan of theirs from early on and uh then this album actually was kind of the first time that i saw them on tour oh okay and my girlfriend and I, at the time, we drove down to San Diego to see him in this small club. I think it was called Fourth and B. And we were we went down there early because I live in L.A. And right. we went down mm-hmm. there to beat traffic. So we were just hanging out at the, I don't know, like the Horton Plaza Mall before the concert in the afternoon. And we're in a bookstore. And there's Stephen Page in the bookstore wearing like um, biker shorts, you <laughs> okay. know, like, like biking shorts. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we just, the three of us all started looking at this history of rock and roll book, <laughs> like a Rolling Stone picture book, and he couldn't have been nicer. Really? And then invited us onto the bus, mm-hmm. and Holy we went shit. onto the tour bus before the show wow. and met them all and just talked to Steven specifically, and then saw the show and then ran into them again at like a concert at Universal Amphitheater years later and yeah. he mm-hmm. somehow remembered. No they, the, way. They're um I don't know, there's something their their <laughs> dedication and like remembrance of their listeners and fans is unprecedented. And I always remember being so I don't know, like uh warmed by that. Yeah. And 
Yeah. That's... And it's funny because I remember you, you guys were just talking about Kevin Hearn joining the band for this yeah. tour. And I remember mm-hmm. going to that show going, oh, he's new. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't Andy. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. What a cool story. Did you, so did you approach him or did you just happen to like be next to him at the, at the bookshelf where you were looking at that book? Well, we did happen to just wind up next to him, okay. but I'm, I, if I remember correctly, I'm sure we went up to him and went, hey, you're Stephen Page. We're, we're here to see you. Not in this bookstore, but we'll we're, take it. We're here to yeah. see you. He's famous for yeah. his book selections. He is. He's got the finest selection in books. Um, yeah. And then since then, he we've you know struck up an online connection in some way. And Oh, wow. Uh, he was so close to coming and doing Pistol Shrimps Radio one time when he was in town. Oh, and my God. have yet to to make it happen but i hope that we do because i remain a huge fan of his that would be mind-blowing you do talk about two bands on pistol shrimps radio a lot is of course dire straits and bare naked ladies although bare naked ladies <laughs> has kind of fallen by the wayside to dire straits well yeah just because dire straits becomes a running joke oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Um, were, are, are these kind of like formative bands for you obviously bare naked ladies probably came a little later for you but yeah, I, so I was in college by the time I had heard them, but it was also around the time that I was just learning to play guitar. Right. So they influenced my guitar playing and songwriting in in ways that I can't even conceive of. That's... You know, just that double double meaning within the lyrics yeah. and the kind of and I I did them no service. What they did so well, I used as a crutch to like couch songwriting and humor because i was afraid i my songs were pretty amateurish so i thought well if they're funny no one can think i'm trying to be sincere right you know yeah absolutely man that's such a cool story though Mm -hmm. so did you have you have you kept up with any of them aside from stephen page you mean uh just listening talk to them i'm sorry have you talked to them again on the internet or elsewhere no uh -uh. okay no and i'm to be honest i i think after page left the band is around the time i left the band i think that's Um, true for 90 percent of the fans and us included but i'm excited to revisit some of that new stuff i'm curious to see it with new eyes yeah yeah definitely but I have followed Stephen Page's solo stuff, which I really oh, okay. enjoy. Yeah, yeah, we uh, is he coming to? He, we're we're seeing him here in October, and I know he's on tour right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that something? Have you ever seen him live? Not solo, but I've seen the band live m- so many times. Sure, yeah. God, yeah. I wish that we we yeah we just went to a show oh. on this latest tour, and yeah. the dynamic is is obviously way different without him, but it's still such a fun live yeah. show. Uh, have you seen the post-page era <laughs> Bernigan Live show? No, I haven't. So how do they do that? Do they not do a lot of the Stephen Page songs, or how does it work? Well, Ed Ed, Ed does the Page vocals, and then they focus yeah. they focus a lot on Ed's catalog. Yeah, uh, but they do they do. I mean, they do the hits. Right? Yeah, they do. They, the they've got to do the hits. But and, and on songs where it would normally be both Ed and Steve, uh, I think Kevin Hearn takes over for a lot of Steve's stuff. Yeah. So he's kind of been graduated to to singer as well. So and they all <laughs> sing. I mean, they all sing. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And it wow. was it was still a great show. I mean, I I saw them back in the day when it was uh, when it was when Page was there, and I saw them now, and it's both of them were great. Both were great shows yeah yeah they're they're consummate professionals yes. yeah they're good yeah. good stage performers ultimate showman man that was the <laughs> thing I, every time like wow they could put on a show <laughs> it's yes absolutely and actually i think the the tour that you're talking about the born on pirate ship tour is where their their big live album came from rock spectacle is pulled from right. shows on that tour and that is 
I mean, it might be one of my favorite live albums of all time. It's the unbelievable energy on that album. Yeah, I don't know. I just that that album is is really incredible, but it's hard because I mean, we talk about this a lot with with improv guests on the show, but um like when they, when when their stage banter banter is captured on album, it becomes an entirely different beast because it's so off the cuff. But like I've memorized mm-hmm. those bits from Rock Spectacle <laughs> where they're like talking about things. How I mean, how do you feel about that intersection between like you know when your stuff is captured, your improv is captured for super ego? Do you ever? I know it, you can't obsess because you know when it's there, it's it's there. But like, do you ever feel like oh you know I sh- I should have gone back and done this alt or this or that or. Like that intersection. Yeah, yeah, I guess after the fact, but we try not to belabor it sure. and just let it be what it was in the moment. But it's amazing, too, how something in the room can seem so funny and so good. Then when you hear it played back just as audio, you realize there's something missing and sure. vice versa. Sometimes you hear something, you go, that didn't really play that well in the room, but now seems really funny. And I just remember going to those shows that they do and their songs be- or moments between songs were just as good as the songs. Right. And it's funny because I, I at the around the same time I went to see um, Billy Bragg, and I saw him in Orange County, and then I saw him in L.A. and he delivers the same kind of amazing off the cuff between song banter. And then when I saw him the second night, he did exactly the same oh, thing, but he no. delivered it like he was no. making it up in the moment, and it broke my heart. Oh, and because I, no. I was like, wait, I've seen the bare naked ladies two nights in a row, and they don't do this. But Billy Bragg, you're you're making this seem like you're making this up right now, and you're not, right. and you can't do that. And I know that was just coming from an improv background or yeah. something, but it, uh, for some reason, it's irrational, but it really tainted it. I, I can't explain it. Was it the same set list? than everything both nights with Billy Bragg? I can't remember the set list was the same, but the, the, the problem was is that the in-between song right. banter was the same. Just sure. the conversational like, oh, I'm kind of... He paused to make it seem yeah. like he was thinking <laughs> of it for the first time. And, sure. Oh, because oh, like, like, I'm a teacher and when I work with my students, like I have this material and i do try to make it like oh you know oh here's a joke that i just came up with on the spot me too yeah i mean you kind of i know you have to when you're working with the same material night after night like you know oh here's here's a song about x and here's a joke that i thought of a while ago that i know plays Um, i know and i i was bummed because i taught college on campus for many years right. and occasionally you'd have a student that would fail but yes. then take the yes. class again and then I'm constantly thinking oh have I used this joke before have I used this oh no yes yeah I, I will have students who on the first day they come to me a period early and they realize it like 10 minutes in and I'm like oh next period you're gonna be you're just gonna hear the same 10 minutes all the jokes all the riffs all the yeah it's kind of a bummer but uh yeah I mean it's I, you know the fact that you liked it on night one is, I think, probably indicative of, you know, his his craftsmanship. He knew what worked and what didn't. Maybe he didn't expect people to go two nights in a row. <laughs> no doubt. So, yeah. But that's that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. What? Um, so so you kind of got into them. Did you you left them? You said after Paige left. Um, do you did you really put the time into any other album past Born on a Pirate Ship? Like, what is your favorite album? Oh, yeah. And and of course, going forward. Well, around that time, I did a deep dive. So maybe well, I actually got into them on Maybe You Should Drive, okay. but saw them for the first time on Born right, on a okay. Pirate Ship. So that that album, I just love right. to death. And then, of course, Gordon. But then I went deep diving into their like early bootleg Ooh, stuff yeah. and like the yellow tape and yes. all that stuff. Oh, my God. And oh, God, I was I had all the bootlegs. I had all of these things. It was like the first thing I ever did on the Internet was, I think, join 
a news group yes. for the bare naked ladies. It was like I'd look for things on Shakespeare and bare naked ladies. Those were the two things in like '95 when I got the internet, sure. what I was digging through, and uh, and I just had this cassette of bootlegs of theirs that I would listen to all the time. What, and then was it was it like one of the actual cassettes, or you just no, downloaded them? No, I wish. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah no I, I could this was pre-download music time it was like pre-Napster so I think someone on a news group was making these oh my God. and I either bought it from them or they just sent them out as like a community service to bare naked ladies fans or something that's unbelievable so it had like McDonald's girl yeah. uh Stephen Page uh-huh. is having a baby yes. um <laughs> uh they had a like faster version of um uh must have been the same oh, same thing, thing yeah. which is i can't explain it that is one of my all-time favorite bare naked ladies <laughs> really songs. Wow. wow yes yeah that's a i deep don't cut. know why i know it's a deep cut because <laughs> i really like the softer ed ones yes um more than like the rappy ones you sure, know and yeah. that one just spoke to me to no end i would play that on repeat over and over and over again <laughs> i'm amazed uh, so probably am i the only one is probably right up your alley too soft ed songs i do like that one yeah yeah, yeah but but for some reason same thing is the uh, the one that got me i and no one ever talks about that yeah I, I don't know what it is yeah, yeah that's true so when they when they kind of made the transition to radio darlings did you feel like uh the the hipster mode of like well i liked him before or were you into that like rap sort of no i i otherwise probably would have with another band but i i just thought i was so happy for them right i never had a moment of proprietary ownership or anything like that i was just so glad that they finally got what i considered to be their uh righteous due sure yeah their universal due yeah oh absolutely that's cool um, yeah, it's just, it's, it, 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 I'm sure watching them from the beginning, that weird sort of meteoric rise was, was feeling like a fan at that time and being on ladies. I'm sure it was exploding or whatever it was back it then. It was, yeah. And I think the first time I actually ever saw them was, it may have been an in-store, like a, I think a Tower Records in-store. Oh, wow. And they were just in the store looking at records before they went on. <laughs> really? It was like, because I kind of came up and, you know, like I'd go to arena shows to see Van Halen or something, you know. I wasn't used to this kind of thing where you could just walk in and see an indie band walking around a store that they were accessible, yeah. you know. And so that was all very new. Right. Yeah, wow. <laughs> That's incredible. Um yeah, I, I I can't imagine um, being that that close up to to a band that that then you go on to see the the rise to fame of. I don't know. That's incredible, but very very cool stuff. Um, so, do you have you heard? I mean, obviously you've heard today's song before. The one we're going to discuss was it a favorite for you or? Yeah, I really like this song off the album, and I mm-hmm. loved it originally too because it was fairly easy to play on guitar. Oh, I remember really? this was one of the few huh. that. I could do at the time when I was kind of still learning yeah. a bit. And so, yeah, it's pretty easy. That's interesting. Okay, cool. Well, without further ado, then I guess let's get into it. <laughs> so the song this week is called Straw Hat and Old Dirty Hank. If you've never heard it before, here's a quick sample.
Thanks, you, Brad. Okay, so, um, Matt, tell me, I mean, so you've heard this song before, but maybe listening to it again or even remembering your first, like, kind of interaction with this song, what are, like, what's some visceral reaction that you had to it? What are your thoughts on it? What's This one stuck out for me on the album because it has fiddle and yes. it's kind of country and it's got, you know, kind of a shuffling beat and I just, that stuff I just love. And uh, I ate the song up. I feel like this one, Old Apartment, and Same Thing were the three on this album that I would go back to pretty regularly. Yeah. Abs- and it's weird because like, doesn't it go from this one into that, or it's near it on the album, the um, uh, I Live With It Every Day, which has that kind of like synthy bass. So you're kind of going to songs that don't really pair next to each other. And it's kind of jarring, but in a good way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think this is where it ends is a couple songs forward. But this really is, I mean, and I've talked about the sequencing of their albums before. And I'm always kind of confused as to whether it's intentional or whether it's just sort of, uh, maybe they saw some thematic links. But they, they tend to have this like real roller coaster up and down of like a softer song and then really getting into that, like that, that powerful synth, um, on, on, uh, on Gordon. Uh, I think they do it a lot more. I know maybe it was, it was on, maybe you should drive that they have a, a a lot of strange sequencing. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this one, um, goes into, I know, which is that, that insane goofy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. And then we have, this is where it ends when I fall. So, so very, uh, high energy to low energy back to high energy with old apartment. Um, yeah, it's it's a just this album is kind of an instant classic. I really enjoy mm-hmm. almost every track off of it. Um, so uh, have you is it is it kind of a song that's in constant rotation for you? Or have had you not heard it for a while uh, before this record? I hadn't heard it for a while. I hadn't gone back to this album in quite a while. So even looking at the track list now, I mean, every single song on here I know by right. heart, but <laughs> I, I they hadn't stayed with me in title. So just to just to look at them right now is, oh my God, that's right. Yeah. So uh, hearing it again after a long while, did your opinion change of it? Had it grown differently than you or? I still think it's really strong. In fact, I put it on this morning on the house yeah. system kind mm-hmm. of, and I, I played it for my wife because we, we normally will have like, especially like on a Sunday morning, we'll get the paper, have some coffee right. and just put on some like, 60s jazz yeah i call it real white jazz (laughs) put on like paul desmond or stan getz or something and uh so halfway through that i went oh i gotta listen to this song for this podcast and you know my wife she tolerates my very (laughs) crash test dummies phases right and uh but i put this on and i'm like come on huh you didn't expect that like that's not what you thought was coming right this is a good song (laughs) and she you know she'll reluctantly yeah yeah that's pretty good but it is like it's not a song that you put on you go like this isn't what you would expect from a bare naked lady song it has fiddle fretless bass on a Mm -hmm. country song is strange too you know um yeah i don't know yeah. and, that, and that accordion if i can't have my horn section i'll take an accordion oh that's, yeah that's, that's I, some good stuff i agree yeah they yeah. I, I mean clearly they they aimed for a theme on this one which mm-hmm. is like old country pub or like and fuck mm-hmm. did they nail yeah, they, it ha- they hammered it into yeah, the ground it's, it's good yeah that 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 fiddle from moment one um the harmonica i believe is in the end too or am mm. i think is that yeah. the accordion or the harmonica uh-huh. okay i think it's both yeah. it's both yeah. yeah like just like so intensely good So, uh-huh. 
Oh, God. And that panting. Mm. Okay, so I have issue with that. So let's get into, I guess, the musicality of the song before we get into the lyrics. Those breath noises are so weird to me. Yeah, I remember when they did that live. And I don't think I heard... I had never figured on the recording that that's what that was. And then when I saw it live, I was like, whoa. (laughs) But thematically, it fits for this stalker in this song. You know, it's kind of it works for me. Yes, it does. And it's not as foregrounded in the in the actual CD version of it, like the album version. Like you can it's like I had the sort of I had the opposite. So I I heard it where I thought it was panting. I'm like, is that is that panting? So I went to a live show and they're both going (laughs) into the microphone. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's panting. The fact that they can coordinate the panting between them live. You should waver. You should sway. Can't you spread my tiny? But it, that just, I effing love this. this is, I think this is my favorite song on the album, and probably equal to King of Bedside Manor for me. Oh, this is your yeah. King of Bedside Manor. This is my King of Bedside Manor okay. on this. <laughs> <song>. <laughs> it's the equivalent. But isn't the panting kind of syncopated too? So yeah. it's like it's artful panting. Mm-hmm. I just want to say <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. The fact that they can do it live, like I'll I'll pant on the ones and threes, you pant on the twos and fours, like <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. Um, but uh, yeah, and the fact that they don't hyperventilate live, I I do understand it because when I heard it, I, I wear obviously headphones to listen to these, and it it's kind of upsetting. It's like very like in your face. I thought it was well, that's kind of I, foregrounded. I it. Like if this, I mean, this is another murder ballad, basically. Yes. So. You're right. It's perfect. It fits within the the subgenre. It did make me feel like you know that sense of foreboding and terror. And right. Like... And it's, but it's not. It's. I like that they didn't foreground it. So you kind of. It's kind of upsetting you slowly throughout the course of the song. It's like <laughs> there's just something not quite right about this song. And as like a horror aficionado, I loved that. I loved being put a little bit on edge by this beautiful sounding song. Yeah. 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 So. I agree with that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I, I liked it. Um, I thought it was very juxtaposed with how traditional sort of the rest of the song is. You've got these very traditional sort of instruments uh, combined with that. Um, obviously, the patented Bare Naked Ladies harmonies. Mm-hmm. God, it's unbelievable on this song. Um, the thank you section. Well, you could have written back and you could have said thank you. But I guess you got better things. I-, I like that it was in kind of unexpected places, too. Um, Matt, did you note any, any sort of musical aspect, instrumental aspect that really stuck out to you? Well, again, the fiddle, and, yeah. cause you know, that's like, mm-hmm. they had some session musician in or something for that. I'm sure. I, unless that was Jim Cregan, was well, it? I don't know. It's weird. I, I know that, that Jim can play the fiddle and he has on a couple yeah. live shows, I think. Um, but all of them are such weird multi-instrumentalists, like, and they'll, pull out weird weird instruments like on tour and on album that are just like what what like quika and flugelhorn flugelhorn yeah so i think they they probably that i wonder Mm -hmm. if that's a session musician that's credited Um, i wonder those cregan brothers are insane did you ever get any of their albums uh i have one brother's cregan album that's unbelievably good um, yeah, yeah, but I've, yeah. I've not really put the time into any of the spinoff bands. I need to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys. Well, wait till you finish this podcast, and then you have some. <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah. In twenty twenty, yeah. when we're done with this, we'll head over to the spinoffs. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that was really uh, very very cool. And it just the, the, it starts on it starts on such a just it just begins like there's no there's no lead up there's no anything it's just bum, 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 it just oh yeah sure yeah out of the gate. 
Like, I, I loved it. It grabbed me from the very beginning. Yeah, there's the energy in this song. Well, it's weird because, like, I do, I love, I love this song. Uh, and I love the album version of this song. But this is one of the songs where, in my head, kind of that live version from Rock Spectacle mm-hmm. has supplanted the original as kind of the canon version of this song. Oh, yeah, I should have listened to that. Like, it, I forgot. it's, it's yeah. totally okay, but, like, because it, it's mostly the same song. You still have the panting. You still have all the same instrumentation. I believe they do. The accordion takes the place of the harmonica during that mm-hmm. part, but the difference is the way Steve belts those lyrics. He's like the the intensity, like he really taps into the stalker like mindset. I feel like he is yeah. screaming the words, and it's raw. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know, um, but uh, but yeah. Even the album version of this, I mean, as a baseline, is just incredible as well. Um, yeah, we talk about kind of this this uh, tradition of murder ballads that mm-hmm. Naked Ladies has, has dipped into before. Wrap them arms around me. Yeah, wrap your arms around me being one of them. Uh, and I think there's probably... M- Wait, is that is that's a murder ballad? Well... That's our, that's our take on that's, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I put my hands around your head. Yeah. <laughs> wrap your arms around... Yeah, because right, if it's Because if it's not Fair a murder enough. ballad, then it's just a very... very awkward romantic <laughs> encounter. Yeah, a very strangely kinky song to put on to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Gordon. It's either a kink ballad or a murder ballad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of the two. Fair enough. Or it's both. It's going to make your parents feel weird either way. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't... Uh, there's and then I guess we can get into some lyrics as well because the lyrics I think are where this song really shines. Mm-hmm. Oh God, there's yeah, it's just so good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, we had uh one of I think the all-time best Barenaked Ladies lines, which are what I introduced you with, which is Mother Nature yeah. and yeah, Mother. I actually Earth. have that underlined and says fantastic lyric. Yeah. In my notes because it's just that was my favorite lyric of the song, if not my favorite Barenaked Ladies lyric ever. Yeah. Mother Nature and Mother Earth. A two of It's just oh wow yeah I mean the way the way they can play with um, lyrics we talk about their pivot lines mm-hmm. all the time this isn't a pivot line it's pretty much straight up but it's taken in such a direction that I think a lot of um, uh, I mean uh, they they're so well educated okay. <laughs> like I'm trying to, to well, conceptualize what I'm saying it but... really highlights what Ed and Steve can do when they're working together yes and when they're not like when Steve's left up to his own devices. We get, you know, songs about sort Apple of an, an untrustworthy. <laughs> well, untru- that's when that's what Jim's up enough to his yeah. own devices. But like Steve, you get sort of an untrustworthy narrator who yes. may or may not be a bad person, who's sort of uh, self-pitying, narcissistic sort of guy. Yeah. But I feel like when Ed steps into the mix, he rubs off those rough edges, and you get someone like this, the protagonist in this song, who is, I mean, arguably, possibly in real life, one of the worst protagonist we've ever dealt with right but it's very clear that it's not steve like it's yes. not steve writing about his own yeah experience. because yeah steve is a very yeah shithead he, just like but but mild shithead like i cheated on you i broke up with but yeah. like I, well, I came it, to your door and tried to he murder touches you. on a lot in the yes. song and i mean this is based on the real world uh 
stalking. Yeah, we can get roughly, into that. Roughly based. Um, on, yeah. we, Matt, were you aware that this is based on a real world, uh, has like a canon explanation of... Yeah. Yeah, that's very strange. I didn't know that until I started researching this. Um, do you want to kind of give a little bit of history on it, Evan? Oh, uh, okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> you seem surprised. Well, you said you'd, you'd done a lot of research into it, so I thought you were just going to take it away, but I can do it. It's the, it's the stalking of Anne Murray by a, like a Saskatchewan farmer Robert over the course Keeling. of her. Yeah. I didn't want to put his name in. But, oh, but there, I mean, it's very... Yeah, I mean, I it's mean, a, it's a case. He's been convicted of it multiple times. And, yeah. Um, what I thought was really interesting is that he's his insanity defense which seems very likely uh focuses on erotic paranoia yes i wrote that down it's uh yeah erotic um erotic paranoia where you fall in love with a woman of type what could be actually man or woman but it's 99 percent of it is men and there's always a woman of like title or wealth or fame and you you just create this fantasy where from based on nothing essentially yeah. you're you're gaslighting yourself essentially yeah. that this woman loves you and so this gentleman sent her gifts and letters and visited her mom i think several times yeah, and stalked yeah. her so uh, and it's just this canadian um it's singer, interesting it's interesting how pervasive it is in canadian mythology because there's this song it also inspired a play called i love you Anne murray it inspired a book called love is strange a courtroom romance wow. um like it's a real canadian sort of like it's it's canadian mythology mm-hmm. this is a story that mothers tell their sons mother's before nature's bedtime. mother earth yes um, I just thought, yeah it just it just struck me how like erotic paranoia is such a male insanity like that's just, and that's also, just something men a fucking bad band name erotic, erotic paranoia, paranoia? <laughs> holy shit yeah well, that's... you hear about stuff like that like men reading far too into it with their female co-workers or their like, bartenders or women who are like paid to be nice to you like yeah. a bartender or a server or something right yeah and you can't really take advantage of that relationship <laughs> just it's gross yeah but also there's an insane version of it too what this guy has yes and it started like it, it's weird that i found i couldn't find anything about him before or after the mid 90s like after the mid 90s mm. it kind of drops off the radar Anne murray talks about it a little bit in her biography and says like well it's it's slowed down a lot lately or like it, it hasn't happened as much lately Gosh. today he'd be 81 and i tried desperately not to like internet detective but i was like mm-hmm. what is this guy do but like no but no obituary either so hopefully he's recovered and he is now you know uh, feeling better and is a, a better person and but god what mm-hmm. a bizarre story um very, very strange. Um, but yeah, the way they twist it for this song, I thought was interesting too. Uh, Matt, did anything stand out for you lyrics-wise that you just absolutely loved? Or I, I'm with you. I think the lyrics are amazing on this. So just that first verse, I tend the wheat field that makes your bread. Yeah. I bind the sweet veal, pluck the hens that make your bed. Mother Nature and Mother Earth are two of three women who dictate what I'm yeah. worth. Come on. I, I defy people out there that think, bare naked ladies are just a novelty yes. band <laughs> to Absolutely. take a look at that come on that's that's legitimately good. that's poetry i think yeah yeah um also there are a couple of little passages here from Anne murray's songs okay. too like yes. from you needed me is i put you up on a pedestal so high you cried a tear i wiped it dry I know my understanding is they use that as a jumping off point to then create the song and kind of it kind of exists mm-hmm. as a, a general nod to that, but not telling the specific story. Right. So I like that there are little there's also, I think, an 
homage to Snowbird in mm-hmm. there too, or yeah. something. I catch yeah. you spread tigers and fly away. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah. It's no. It's just good. It's incredible. Yeah. I was and, I was kind of angry actually because a lot of the time on this podcast we make jokes and but this song just sort of defied my ability to do that. <laughs> it made me really sad because I'm like, well, how am I gonna get them chuckles? <laughs> right. It's hard. It's such a great song. Like I can't make. I can't like deconstruct. I tend the wheat field that makes your bread. That that whole first stanza. Like yeah. that's just it. It would be shameful of me to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and just like coming from a, a hip hop standpoint too, which is kind of my background, just like the that fir- those first two lines are so tightly and densely compacted with ry- like wheat field bread, sweet veal, bet like they're just so good. The internal rhyming and uh, just yeah. incredible. Attend and hens. Attend the wheat field that makes you bread. I find the sweet veal, pluck the hens that make your bed. Mother like, man, he's really packing it in here. So as opposed to some stuff on Maybe You Should Drive that felt like kind of a, I mean, for us, maybe mm-hmm. some of the songs were maybe first draft, second draft. This feels like it was revised. Again, I think that I think that Maybe You Should Drive suffered from Ed and Steve not writing together. Yes. So each of them were sort of on their own. And in that is that the case yeah. with that? Yeah, album? they they were having a lot of problems internally in the band. Like they wait that early on. They yeah, were? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh. And that's because that's the the album that right afterwards Andy left too. Uh, mm-hmm. But every song on Maybe You Should Drive was either written by Ed or by Steve. But I mm-hmm. think there's only one song that was written by them together. Mm-hmm. So is that when Stephen Page went and started working with uh, Stephen Duffy? Yes. yes. Yep. Those yep. two Stephen Duffy tracks are Duffy's on that album as well. <laughs> yeah. I I their collaborations are always. My favorites on the albums. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Really incredible. Baby Seat, <laughs> that song, that, that, um, or no, Powder Blue, Powder Blue. the, the, like B side yeah. from Stun. He's, uh, he's singing about an in ground pool. Yeah. I remember <laughs> that one. We, we, yeah, we've, we've decon- way too far deconstructed that one before. But yeah, <laughs> Powder Blue is great. Yeah. I think there's only, uh, one track on maybe, because I think there are three Duffy collaborations. It's like Jane <laughs> and, uh, uh jesus i can't remember but another huge one for maybe you should drive and then the third one is like uh some track that's kind of is great provider maybe where it's like uh this could uh, ed okay yeah yeah. we are the yeah what what is it because i have to look this up you guys keep talking (laughs) absolutely um yeah i um this is a, a really a lovely stalker song where, mm-hmm. where I kind of love the ordinariness of the character. I'm glad they didn't build him up too much. Like, I feel like making him such an, an everyman was the right move here and not making him too terrifying. Well, he sees he sees himself as an everyman. Absolutely, because nobody right. sees themselves as the villain of their own story. Right. Like, yeah. Um, just like you say you love me, that, that line is so terrifying. Like, just mm-hmm. bone chilling in its ordinariness. Like... I, I don't know. I or, just... or you signed your picture with an O and X. I bet you don't write love each time you sign your checks. Yes. Like, man. Yeah, right? Man, like reading too much into it, guy. Yeah. Like that was that was just chilling. Well, that part is almost taken directly from the Anne Murray story because uh, apparently how it started was he sent her like a fan letter mm-hmm. and put a couple seeds in there from his farm. Mm-hmm. And then when she sent him back, she's like, thank you so much. Like, love you, XO, Anne Murray. And he was like, oh, okay, got it. And then that like started. <laughs> Message received. <laughs> yeah, which is just, bizarre to me but yeah that one is is basically taken straight from the uh uh straight from the story itself um okay wait i've got do some it. i think so call and answer is by both of them right oh man if it is yeah. god damn that song is so good yes i know <laughs> jane alcohol i think okay 
maybe I could be wrong. Alternative girlfriend. Alternative girlfriend. Everything old is new again. And oh, I'll be that girl is, which is another one. Yes. Oh, I didn't know Duffy wrote so much of stunt too. My gosh. Wait, you know, I these just came up when I googled Stephen Page, Stephen Duffy song. Mm -hmm. So I don't. It's not saying exactly who the credits are, but these are the ones that came up. Right. Yeah. We can ask. We can ask Bare Naked ABCs to see. Yeah. Yeah, There's another podcast that knows way more than we do. Uh, Yeah. They did on on maybe you should drive. It's Jane, everything old, and alternative girlfriend, and the wrong man was convicted. (laughs) Is the other Duffy song, which I feel like is the only maybe not so great of those. That's a dud. But that double meaning in that in that lyric, the wrong man was convicted. Come yes. on, come that on. Title, yeah. So I, I wonder how much of because I feel like when Steve writes, Steve is pretty straightforward. But then Ed does stuff like these apples, which another one that's yeah. just so loaded with double meaning. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it must be Ed that's that's yeah, uh, yeah. adding this maybe this this interesting wordplay and God, yeah, it's incredible. Because you get you get some wordplay with. St- Steve, but it's not it's not I don't want to say quality because that's that's not really <laughs> but it's, it's it doesn't it doesn't resonate sure I mean, you get like the my your f- fungus what's that one the line with the fungus oh absent makes the, the heart, heart grow, grow fungus, fungus. yeah like, you get stuff like that with Steve. oh yeah <laughs> yeah where it's like i get it i get it buddy yeah. <laughs> like and steve's voice is he's such a he's such a good vocalist sure. everybody and, was bringing something to the table yeah and uh, just the raw emotion and sure. steve's that steve can bring to the table Which is, is good but it needs to be tempered yes like he is Steve is, gosh, Steve is like, um, Ed is iron and Steve is carbon. Like, (laughs) like together they make steel, right? (laughs) Right, But uh, carbon is too brittle. Like, it's got too much emotion. Right. And iron by itself is, it doesn't, it's a good metal, it's useful, but it bends too easily. Like, it doesn't, it can't, but you need them both together, I think. And and I'm curious, I'm curious how this, because I haven't listened to a lot of post-page stuff, and I'm really excited, actually, to get into that to see what other admixtures ed makes because the i know that the other members have more writing credits they right. get more involved right and i am i love my her now right so i'm kind of curious <laughs> to see how the how the new admixture like what what sort of uh metal do they make yeah oh absolutely um and, and do you guys listen to stephen page's solo stuff much? i've never really page gotten turners to, to the page turners i think that's actually an <laughs> album is it really <laughs> i i I think it's pretty good. I, I, I need to. We just. Yeah, yeah, I actually, I'm curious to do that too. Again. Uh, again, we are. I definitely followed him when they forked. You know, like I, I definitely was like, uh, I wish they were all together, but if I got a shoes. Sure. Yeah. So Paige got. He, he was the magic. Paige got me. custody of you when the Fair Naked Lady split. <laughs> yes. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah, I went with the daddy. <laughs> you still see or Ed mommy. on the weekends. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like Paige. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, this is like. Stephen Page is more the I find him to be the more feminine energy of the That's two. That's interesting. That's probably why I respond to yeah. it. I think like he's the maternal one to me. But I don't know, but he's isn't he also the cad he's a little bit? Very or? much. All of uh, a lot of the songs that have him as a writing credit are all about like, well, I'm a shit boyfriend yeah, because a, I cheated on my girl and I'm bad. He's a mommy, but he's got he's he's got a history. He, like I would say he's a mommy. Yeah. Boy. Mama boy. <laughs> if I had to say he's anything, yes. Um yeah, he's he's I mean, truly, they all brought something to the table, mm-hmm. and it was very sad to see them. God, I wish those Juno Awards, I wish they'd just come out and say, like, God, we had such fun, let's be a band again, <laughs> but it will never What be. happened? So they reunited? Yeah, yeah, so the Juno Awards, they got uh, nominated and inducted this year, early mm-hmm. this year. Earlier this year, and, yeah. Uh, and so they all came back together and sang one week, and if I had a million dollars live on stage, and it was glorious mm-hmm. and so much fun, and yeah, but then that was it. That was the yeah, end of it. Yeah. So oh, I got to look that up. I have oh, yeah? I've been out of. Yeah. Oh, it's it's very, very cool. Um, and it's just neat to see how 
Like, this sounds so corny, but it's neat to see how happy they are <laughs> when they're together. Yeah. They're yeah, friends. Yeah, but was it, were they just, like, coming together and faking it, like a family Maybe dinner so. between two divorced parents? <laughs> like, they're just doing it for the kids? Right. Like. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> well, also, there's no Andy on that stage, right? Andy he, wasn't. Andy was there. Oh, he, was he was there? playing piano. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, they were all. Oh, he yeah, was? Andy was there. Damn, boy, they Whoa. were all out. Yeah, he played piano. Yeah, yeah. wow. That's uh, that's pretty intense. Yeah, you got to look up that clip, man. It's very, very cool. Yeah, they got the whole band back together. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I did like the uh, the way the chorus mutates in the last uh, mm-hmm. the last chorus as well, where instead of I don't mean to alarm her, it's never wanted to harm her. Boy, oh boy, just like little things that they they drop in uh, that kind of reward multiple lists. Mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting because that's, you know, you, you get that in movies or you get that in TV shows where you're like picking up the hints and stuff. But this is definitely a song that, that rewards you if you if you kind of go back through again. And you will listen to it multiple times. It's a great song. <laughs> Especially if you're doing a podcast on yes. it. You'll listen to it 50 or 60 times. That's what we do. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It was, uh, was kind of cool. What, uh, what else stood out for you, Evan? Anything else that stood out for you? You're I mean, shaking your head. Again, again, it's hard to sort of, it's hard to pick something in the song because it's all sort of, it's all good and it's all, it all defies sort of categorization yeah. and explication. Yeah. Like, I can't, like, there's no exegesis here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I could say it's a, it's a allegory for a uh, vampiric relationship that's crossed <laughs> centuries where one of them is like hunting the other and then it's like... One of them was a serf on a feudal plantation and the noble ghouled him at some point and then became a vampire. And then they sort of, they broke relationship, broke up the air. I could say it's an allegory for like um, some sort of jilted musician, like who has been kicked out of the band, who's follow, following the band. I could say all these things, but it's not, it's not going to. It's I not, wish there's you no tra- would. There's no traction here. <laughs> I wish you'd say all those things. There's, there's just, there's, I, I can't find any traction on this song because it's just, <laughs> I, I feel bad doing it. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, because because almost every song part of the song is just like really, really like un un. You it's know, so earnest. It is. It's earnest. It's beautiful. It's just. It's it's really fantastically done. I truly, this is 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 one of the greats. Uh, but what's interesting about it is that it's one of the the underrepresented greats because even when people say like, well, they're more than. If I had a million dollars in one week, they'll go to like, well, have you heard Jane or Alternative Girlfriend? Vanishing. Or, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Or, <laughs> um, uh, you know. Love um, vanishing. Uh, it's all been done. But we never really hear uh, old dirty bastard being brought up in the canon <laughs> of very good lady songs um, as as a hit, which it, it, it should be. BNL ain't nothing to fuck with. BNL ain't nothing to fuck with. It's true. Um, but yeah, I, I, I truly am... Uh, this song let's let's start a twitter campaign to get this song the justice that it so rightly <laughs> deserves so justice for and hashtag justice for Anne marie <laughs> no let's, let's not do that one a hashtag I, uh, uh do well, you have anything if, if if we brought you know i know there are no people who listen to our show who don't know anything about the bare naked ladies or even listen to their stuff so if you if you could do us do us a kindness listener dear listener and go and listen to this song yeah actually listen to it it's it's really good and 
it doesn't deserve the treatment that we're giving it. Like, <laughs> we're, we're treating we're not, it well. <laughs> no, we're doing our best. I'll go one farther. So this song is based on a guy who stalked Anne yeah. Murray, and Anne Murray does a cover of the Kenny Loggins song, Danny's song. Do you know that oh, yeah. song? Yeah. Even though ain't we ain't money. got money, I'm so in love with you, honey. It's one of my favorite songs of all yeah. time, and it's her version that I think is the is the better of the two. Mm-hmm. It's got pedal steel in it. It's so like seventies, like sweet, good, beautiful song. And even though we ain't got money. I'm so in love with you, honey. Everything will bring a chain of love, love. And in the morning when I rise, bring a tear of joy to my eyes and tell me everything's gonna be alright. Love a guy So Listen to that first, then listen to this one, and it adds a like dissonance of like, how do you hear that sweet song? And then to think of this oh, farmer man. stalking that woman, it's kind of like you've got two chapters of a story. Yeah. It's really worth listening back. But to don't hack. don't stalk Anne Murray. We're not we're not in any way. Yeah. So you listen to it's not too late. You listen to Danny's song. You're gonna fall in love with her, but just just qu- press those feelings down. You have a life. Don't give it up. Don't send her seeds from your farm. Don't go visit her. She doesn't want to talk to you. No, I'm saying do all of those. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Well, all right. You yeah. heard it from Matt Gorley. Yep, I don't know. There we go. If you're going to trust anybody, trust that man. Uh, I, so <laughs> one, one thing that did kind of confuse me, and not confuse me, but the, the title, Straw Hat and Old Dirty Hank, I thought was just like, almost like uh, uh, obfuscated to the point of confusion. Like, I understand that we're getting like these overtones of like a farmer here, but why, why that title, like why be so specific, but also at the same time, so obtuse. I I wondered if either of you kind of had a read on, on that title or, or why, I don't know. Any, any thoughts, Matt? That's a really good question. I forgot about that because I always want to call the song Straw Hat and Dirty Old Hank. This That's, is but, something we've talked yeah. about before because it's also Tiny Little Song instead of Little Tiny Song. They do adjectives in the wrong order for some reason. Yeah, but someone, why do I feel like I remember someone theorizing or one of them saying like Old Dirty Hank is an Old Dirty Handkerchief. So it's like Straw Hat and oh. Old Dirty Handkerchief. But I don't know. I have no idea where I'm remembering that from. Uh uh, yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Wait, I mean, it's it's like it's very so, poetic. Yeah, it just, would it would just point to the things that he has on him. Yeah, but, but like why why? I mean, none of their other song titles do this like poetic flashes of a character. This one is just so specific in mm-hmm. that it's like, and I'm not sure. Like this is the only part of this song that may not be perfect to me. I feel like it's trying too hard. It's well, like calling a, a your masterpiece. Oh, this is like untitled it's very pretentious it's called swan song yeah swan song it it feels a little bit weird doesn't it i don't know i'm trying to find i don't know saker what would you title this song i would have called it hurting farmer hurting farmers (laughs) salt of the earth salt oh shit salt of the earth is really good or yeah yeah, i don't know assault of the earth oh that's the bare naked ladies that would be a little too that's right i feel like that'd be a little too cheeky for this song (laughs) yeah yeah i mean this song definitely does pivots it definitely does the the moving along but it, i don't think it's cheeky in any way i would agree with you yeah not a whole lot of cheekiness here um all right cool any other thoughts in general before we get to rating it sweet all right so let's uh let's talk about the rating of this song. 
Uh, so now we are going to rate this song on our usual scale of bare naked to fully clothed. That's a very simple scale, Matt. Uh, the more naked the song is, the better we like it. So, uh, as usual, we'll give you some time to think about it while we start with Evan. So, Evan, how did you feel about this song? Well, it's pretty, pretty cut and dry, just like the song. This song is a scarecrow oh, in okay. a cornfield. Um, it is an anatomically correct scarecrow, I guess, and uh, it has been out there for many, many years, and its clothes have all sort of rotted off its body, but leaving it completely nude and anatomically correct, it's wearing only, of course, the eponymous straw hat and an old dirty handkerchief around its mouth. So there, there are a couple things that just very minor, minor things. It's like grading papers on a class that you have to grade on a curve, so you're just looking for things to find wrong with it. But they're not actually things that you can find wrong. You just have to grade it on a curve so you can give better ratings to other people. Yes. Like, there are, song, there are naked lady songs I like more than this, which is why I can't say that it's fully naked. Yes. But it's nothing to do with the song itself. <laughs> yeah, right. I feel this is... Uh, when I rated Enid, I rated it naked except for a thimble <laughs> on each finger. And I feel like I kind of have to do the same here. So this is... Uh, this is a man who has been recently arrested and uh he's in his prison cell about to commit suicide and he puts the gun in his mouth and just blows his clothes off what the fuck no <laughs> this is they're doing they're doing the pat down here so they have to remove all of his clothes in you order to remove clothes during a pat down oh, but they, so they're, like they're, delousing they're him? very worried about this guy yes they're delousing so him they cover they're, him with powder and they're putting him through the feeder yeah, yeah before he goes to jail so yeah okay you're right so this man is entirely naked except he's covered in powder so just a thin layer of 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 maybe i mean you can still see everything there's nothing right. he's he's hiding um but yeah he's he's got a, a flex on him, which is i mean it's it's gonna be hard to beat this this is an incredible song. song uh matt how naked is this song well evan said exactly everything i was gonna say i was gonna have it wearing just a straw hat and an old dirty handkerchief strategically yeah. placed as a loincloth or something because i agree i think it's a great song there are other bare naked lady songs i like more but that's not a fault of the song so i'm gonna say it's wearing nothing but a tattoo of Anne murray's face <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect the perfect amount of clothing how big of a tattoo and where's the tattoo located oh yeah where is that tattoo on his face so his face looks like <laughs> Anne murray <laughs> so that when he god. looks in the mirror he sees his love god yeah and he just says i love you in the mirror what a terrifying <laughs> experience that would be to open a door and there's somebody waiting for you with your face tattooed over oh, their face. Shit. <laughs> I, brought, I, I brought you flowers. <laughs> oh, God. Incredible. Uh, Matt Gorley, thank you so much for yeah, being on our show. You. We appreciate it. Incredible amounts. Uh, what would you like to plug before you get out of here? Oh, boy. Gosh. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I've never done this because I always plug podcasts, but... I have a band and I feel like because we're talking about music oh, wow. and yes. I started playing music back in the days of listening to Bare Naked Ladies, you probably hear some minor influences in there. It's, uh -huh. Excellent. It's called Townland. It, and uh, we have a secret Instagram and Twitter that we haven't even put out yet because this oh, was a whoa. band oh, wow. I had a long ago and it, it died, but we recently got a new singer and we are just starting to mm -hmm. do some stuff. So... It's Townland Band on Twitter and Instagram. And I think if you go to mattgorley.com, you can hear some of that music oh, cool. along with some other stuff, music from podcasts and that sort of thing. Oh, so definitely look it up. Check yeah. that out. 
Yeah. Yeah. The the journeyman stuff is incredible. If you like Barenaked Ladies country songs and you want that <laughs> that humor, except brought to the next level. Uh, may I ask you, plaintively, is Pistol Shrimps coming back? Yes, it'll be back. Okay. I think the season starts later this month. Yeah. Oh, cool. okay. Cool. All right. For some reason, I thought it already started. So I'm glad to hear it. Excellent. Very. Well, cool. there was a tournament this summer that we couldn't get to to cover, but it was just a couple of weeks, I think. So the the season's back this very this cool. fall. Yeah. Excellent. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it was thank really you great to have you on. Yeah, see you later. Thank Bye. you. Hey, Evan. Your voice is a wonderland. Thank you. Who's that by? I want to climb James Marsters from <laughs> Buffy. James Marsters. Your voice is a wonderland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A va- uh, famous vampire, James I've Marsters. I've seen Buffy, but I need to. I came into it too late, I think, as an adult. Like, if I think if I had seen it in in high school when you're supposed to see it, right. I would be a Buffy file. I would love it, you yeah, know. But, but, like, my partner loves Buffy. Mm-hmm. Effin loves Buffy, which yeah. is, it's a great show. It's a good, does a lot of really good stuff. Uh-huh. But, like, trying to watch it as an adult who didn't get into it as a kid, like, I've right. got no nostalgia for it. And I feel like that's kind of necessary because it is very dated in a lot of ways. Really? I mean, it's a show about high school kids set in, like, the 90s, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of, like, dated references. And I have a... I don't really like high school things in general, like things set in high schools. So you I don't ha- like things set in high schools. I just the high school sort of high school student sort of mentality sort of thing, like the CW high school. Yeah. I just don't. It just it's just it's not necessarily a strike. A, it, it's a strike against it, but it's, it's not a not. It won't stop me from watching anything. But just like I watched maybe two and a half seasons of Buffy, and it was good, but it never like hooked me or grabbed me or pulled me in. Gragged you. Gra- gragged me. <laughs> never grabbed me is it just cw shit like you like breakfast club and like spider-man homecoming and like <laughs> i mean those are two very different things but i'm trying to think of like high school media that's like high school musical high school, high school musical, musical two, two high school musical three, three high school musical pirate time what's the one with high the... school musical the college years what's the one with high the... school musical babies high school musical four high school musical all wrapped up high, high school, school musical snow nobodies <laughs> What's the one with the uh, the one that sees Richard loves the um, dancing one? <laughs> the dance? Oh, uh, uh, turn uh, it up. Curb stomp. No, curb stomp. <laughs> Wait, it's called stomp. Uh, no, it's not. Not stomp. It's it's like turn it up or it's like uh, uh, bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. Yep. Sees loves. Yes. Yeah, sees. sees. Good old rich. sees rich. Our good buddy Rich. Good he buddy. sent us another one. Another I know. email. He taunts me over like instant. Direct, like he direct messages <laughs> me. AIM. Yeah, he's like, I'm sending you another message, <laughs> another question. So he knows that we know who he is. Well, he knows. I mean, there's. I don't know who he is. He just messages me. He has like a Facebook profile too. And <laughs> his, we're like, he's only friended me. He's his like, icon looks like Jigsaw. He's like a weird stalker. <laughs> hey, speaking of C's Richards. Speaking of it. Welcome to the quarterly book club. <laughs> Oh, am I par- am I part of it now? Yeah, 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 yeah. You okay. said uh, the words that you needed to say to get in. Oh, hey. so I, I get a book every quarter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's quarterly because books are busy and you're long. It's 2018. Our theme <laughs> it's, is fiction. It's 2018. Our theme is <laughs> Humanity fiction. has been erased. <laughs> you hunt them down and digitize them. A small group of rebels holds out against the enemy attacks. <laughs> that rebel group's name? Historical fiction. The third quarter of the year, we're reading The Badass Librarians of Timbuktu by Joshua Hammer. 
that's a badass That name. definitely sounds like something that like a plucky group of rebels would read. <laughs> the, the Badass Librarians of Timbuktu by... <laughs> is that actually the title of the book? Yeah, The Badass Librarians of Timbuktu by Joshua Hammer. Joshua Hammer. Oh man, I might read that. That sounds fun. To save ancient Arabic texts from Al-Qaeda, a band of librarians pulls off a brazen heist worthy of Ocean's Eleven in this, according to the Washington Post, fast-paced narrative that is part intellectual history, part geopolitical tract, and part out-and-out thriller. So it's historical fiction. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's what it said. Historical. Yeah. Because I, I was trying that? to think. I'm like, I never read an article about that. I feel like, I feel like I would have. I would. That would have come across my radar. <laughs> also, humanity is not destroyed. That was something that we did. Oh yeah. We confused this. This ad is bad. Yeah. We did a bad I'm ad. sorry. We did a. Do you bad. remember? Do you remember Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future? God, I miss Captain Power. <laughs> it was like a half a season, but like the I, I haven't seen. It's one of those things I haven't seen since it came out. But. Yeah. My mom used to tell me that I was just watching Static on the screen when I was watching Captain, Captain Power and the Soldiers of the... I think we did this joke before, too. God yeah. damn it. Yeah, well you Everything old is, is new again. Read along and join in the discussion on social media with the hashtag QBC. That's the QBC channel for those of you curious. Check out Quarterly Book Club and all of our programming at ibadpresents.com. It'd be more fun if you were drunk like slurring your words but you're not you're just he's just sitting there drinking it looks like gatorade <gasps> in a cookie jar he's drinking an entire cookie <laughs> jar full of gatorade yeah dude oh my god that's not that's not gatorade it's my bedding. that's not gatorade at all it's, what's in there it's yellow gatorade why why is it all cloudy <laughs> and what's moving inside of it every yellow gatorade comes equipped with with frogs those aren't frogs. Alright, I drop frogs in my piss and drink it. Are you happy now? Those aren't frogs, and that's not piss. If you're curious, what's in the cup? Hashtag QBC. What's in the cup, man? <laughs> Join in the mystery at hashtag QBC on Twitter. <laughs> Try to guess what's <laughs> in the cup. <laughs> hashtag QBC, hashtag what's in the cup. Join us at IABDpresents.com. Also, we have shirts now. What? Go buy our shirts. They're on Facebook. They're on Twitter. Check them out. Go to. Uh, you want a Facebook shirt? I literally, you got it. I you got a Twitter forgot. shirt? You got it. What's the website? Tpublic. Tpublic.com. Check them out. Search for It's All Been Done or go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We don't have an Instagram. It's, got a, good, it's got a big old Muppet face. Like, like They look like Muppet versions of yeah, us. Yeah, I feel like I want to cut out the two faces and put them together just to see what we would look what like. What our child would look like? Yes. Which Harvey Dent child, yes. Yeah, and if we sell enough of these shirts we've got, George did a couple other designs for us so we could make other cool shirts. Oh, that's cool right. Shirts. I forgot. Mm -hmm. Dig got dang. Some good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, so check these out and we'll put up more in the future. If, if we, we sell, sell 11 shirts. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Great. Cool. <laughs> and we're back with It's All Been Done, a Very Good Ladies podcast. Right now, what we're going to do is we're going to spin the wheel and figure out what bonus segment spin we got up. going on spin for spin up Straw some. Hank and Old Hattie Dirt Dirt. Gum for me. Gum for me. Gum for me. None for you. Uh, and uh, for this song, we are going to have um, the wrong man, man was, was convicted. convicted. Uh, so the wrong man was convicted. Who should cover this song? Pine Hill Haints. Who? The Pine Hill Haints. Should cover Straw Hat and Old Dirty Hank. Yeah, they're Who a, are the Pine Hill Haints? They're a band from, I don't actually know exactly where they're from, but like West Virginia, Alabama area. Okay. And they do, uh, they call it ghost music because they re, 
breathe life into old musical styles, things like that. You've played mm-hmm. one of their songs for me before. Like My Bones Will Rise Again. Yes. Great song. Yes. And they do a lot of they do like a lot of them, a lot of rockabilly stuff, but also yeah, and I was I, I try and I, I'm coming off as like a super hipster here because every time we do the wrong man convicted, I'm like, oh, yes, well, Joshua Marcus should do it. Or, <laughs> who is Joshua Marcus? He's a, a math rock sort of uh, instrumentalist who does a lot of really cool stuff. Now, as well. what what in this song would translate well to math rock? I wasn't saying that. I was or, saying or that. Translate well to his style. I wasn't saying Joshua Marcus should do it. I'm saying the Pine Hill Haint should do it. I'm just I was putting myself out as a stupid hipster. I understand. Not a good hipster because there are a lot of good hipsters. Just I'm the bad guy. You're a stupid hipster. I'm the stupid bad kind. But yeah, I think the Pine Hill Haints would do a really good job. Uh, My Bones Will Rise Again is a good one. They they do a lot of a lot of really good stuff. Uh, rattle rattle them bones. Um, right. So they would they would capture the sort of country bluegrass feel of this and they would multiply it by a billion uh because they're just that kind of band and they're really cool. Okay, I can feel that. So country bluegrass. Right now I'm 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 But I'm trying to think of a more popular band that would do a good job too. I don't think it's important to have a popular band. Yeah, but I feel like if you're a listener here and every time there's like a wrong man's convicted, Evan's like, "Well, I think that Japanese kodo music would do a really <laughs> it's good." The second time you've <laughs> yeah. referenced Japanese kodo music. Or was that in the other episode? Ever? Fuck. Um but here's the thing is that I'm going to drop in some My Bones Will Rise Again right here so people know what you're talking about. Tell a tragedy of the man called Fang. Had a running, hunting for the old white thing. What a great song! song. (laughs) So I think they would do a really good job. I think they probably would too. I really like that as a pick, and now it makes me struggle to think about because the first thing that jumped into my head. And again, it's probably because we just talked about them. But Matt Gorley's band, The Journeyman, do comedic <laughs> uh-huh. country songs that are so fucking, that sound very sincere. Uh-huh. But I would kind of like to see them uh, almost just take out the comedy for one song and just do a very sincere, fiddly, banjo-y cover of this, I think would be super great. But I bet you could do a comedy cover of this too, just ballooning the uh, like the self-interest, the self-loathing and stuff like that. You'd have to add verses and like it wouldn't be the same song. It would be a a parody of this song. Recovering. So, okay. So we've, we've gone for easy reaches, like country reaches. Let's, let's go for somebody who would do a really good job despite not being a country band, despite not being the type of band that plays this style of music. Right. Okay. So Straw Hat and Dirty Old Hank, um, do you have any thoughts right off the bat? No. Okay, good. I never have any thoughts. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've known you for a long time. Yeah. Never known you to have an original thought. Uh, I'd say... Uh, Saker, a- actually, uh, listeners at home, Saker actually writes out all my lines before the podcast <laughs> comes, so it's then, really fun. I'm just... The next part about how good I am. He, good boy. I like <laughs> him so much. Here's... Okay, so here's... Uh, I think we've talked about him on the show before, too, but uh, The Long Winters, I think, would oh, do a great yeah. cover. John of Roderick? John Roderick's yeah. band, yeah. Um, because it's very sincere mm-hmm. thoughtful music uh, delivered very oh my gosh. poignantly and with emotion he would add a lot of piano to it he that's fine with me i fucking love piano yeah. piano rock this would be more piano yeah. i think he would almost like take some of the energy away from this song and i think that's okay mm-hmm. i think he'd slow it down make it more forceful oh, yeah, impactful it could, it could be very it, it would be yeah in a different way though yeah oh yeah it would like be the, some of the frenetic energy he would i mean the long winters do they're rock band, so they do get frenetic in some songs. But I'm thinking like the Commanders thinks aloud and stuff like that. They yeah. they're definitely more plaintive in that regard. Yes. But yeah, I think I think you could make this 
a plaintive song pretty easily as opposed to a threatening song. Yeah. Uh, I also think The Lonely Island would do a great... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, here's the thing with this segment. We could literally say any band and and we could be like, yeah, sure, why not? But you have to to justify it, right? No. So like Taylor Swift. Great. Done. (laughs) I want to hear that version. That might be fun. Well, it'd be fun for her to do it because I know she's had stalkers herself. So it'd be fun to hear a version... From her, mm, you're thinking about an answer song, not a cover. Not a, not, not necessarily. I mean, you could, being sung by the person that is being stalked. Ooh. I think that could add a whole new. Hey, what if Anne Murray did a cover of this song? Hmm, she's very old. She's like in her eighties. Okay, what if Anne Murray and her she's prime retired a long time ago <laughs> did a cover of this song? Would that be? What if Dire Straits did a cover of this song? <gasps> that might be our answer. You know, actually, I think Blues Traveler would also do a pretty good cover of this song. Really? Oh yeah. Is that because just... they, they'd replace the accordion with harmonica, obviously? Oh yeah, sure. But, a lot uh, of harmonica yeah, John Popper's got some good vocals, and I think he does raw vocals pretty good, like Stephen Page. Like as far as like '90s vocalists, yeah, I think John Popper and Stephen Page are sort of my two two in my holy trinity, and I don't know what the who the who's the Holy Ghost. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh fuck! You know. I think he would have a difficult time with it, but Weird Al Yankovic, like he's an accordion mm-hmm. genius on his latest tour every night. Cause he was, his, his latest tour was like, he was doing all deep cuts and B sides, no parodies, mm-hmm. which is crazy. But every, every night he would do a different cover song in one town. Oh. And sometimes they were like, like in, uh, in, 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 uh, Atlanta, Georgia, he did an REM song. And in like, so he would do like bands for that area. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, the songs were um, cuz his backing band is so good at replicating a style oh, yeah. right so i think that you the get Yankovic, him on the, the Yankovics. yeah the <laughs> weird, weird Al, Al the Yankovics. Yankovics. you know i asked bermuda schwartz to be on this show and he said i don't think it's up my alley that's his uh his drummer oh. uh which but he responded and i was yeah. like damn that's very nice that's nice of you. and also i just now understand b- the joke in bermuda schwartz cuz i don't think i've ever said it loud before <laughs> his name is john schwartz they always Oh boy. Um, okay, but <laughs> if we had his band on like fit, but like Weird Al doing the harmonic and accordion parts on his accordion because mm-hmm. he's an accordion god, mm-hmm. that would be amazing. I think. Uh, yeah. Tom, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Tom Hardy and the Pet Breakers. Pet break, the Pet Breakers <laughs> and the Pet Boys. T- that's a terrible <laughs> band name. The Pet Breakers. <laughs> Tom Hardy and the Pet what, Boys. What? A- <laughs> I'm sorry. I find myself too funny. But Jorky, I mean, come here and smack me down. <laughs> but I think that Tom Petty would do a good a good cover of it too. I mean, they, he he does country pretty well as as well. Yes, I agree. R- Ringo Starr and the All Star Band. Jesus. All right, now we're reaching. So so what's our wait? What's our ultimate choices? Um, Yours long is, winters. Long winters and mine would be Pine Hill Haynes. Great. Ding dong ding. A woo hoo hoo. All right. Uh, and uh, right now, we are going to get an email from one of our friends, one of our fans, get one of our dudes, one of our ladies, one Saker, of our... Saker writes them all out by hand. I do, yes. And so let me... He transcribes them. Let me uh, pull out my emails here. Great. Let me... It's right next to the crackling fire. He puts them on... He puts them on parchment. <laughs> That's fine. He writes them with a long... He writes them longhand with a quill pen in Latin. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, here is our question today. Uh, this question is from our friend named Alex. By Alex. the way, we are very low on questions. Uh-oh. If you'd like to send us a question, please email us. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Get with us on Twitter at been done pod. We need more questions. We would love to hear from you. Uh, so, And you might be able to tell from the quality of the questions in this episode and the next that we need more. <laughs> oh, geez. Alex wants to know, which brand of good lady would you rather eat? 
So we have to eat a good lady. <laughs> so what are you thinking? So I'm here? not thinking this. I'm not coming at this as like I'm gonna enjoy this. I'm thinking about it's more of like what naked lady do you think the band could do without which is a really oh no so which question. lady would you rather kill basically yeah essentially you? because i i i wouldn't want to eat any of them right i don't think any of them would taste better or worse than the other one really i think jim is probably stringy because he's muscly he's a thin guy he's well, they're know. all active so like none of them are veal you're not, none of them are gonna be good to eat yeah you're probably oh well you don't what is i don't know I mean, which like, one of them do you think? They probably eat a lot of fast food because they're on the road. Right. I mean, right? yeah, they're, I mean, they're probably not in the best shape, but again, they're not contained in like cages and not allowed to move. Like the marbling isn't going to be there. I'm not going to get no. a good meal out of any of the bare naked ladies. But there's also the thrill of saying I ate Ed Robertson because he's. <laughs> yep. I'll say it all the way to the electric chair because <laughs> that's where I'm going. Right. But it might be. I'd have to track him down and eat him in a state that doesn't have like executions. Sure. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think Canada has executions. So yeah. So you'd just be in jail for the rest of your life. Do a, you think a Canadian jail? Other prisoners would hmm, respect you. No, I think I'd be killed. I think I'd be because knifed. You've, you almost, killed a bear. Yeah. Lady. I mean, I don't think. I think my life would be matter, measured in like hours after <laughs> I have eaten Ed Robertson. Like they need to. I'd either be kept in protective custody the rest of my life, or uh. like just be killed on the street and rightly so. Right. Like, yeah. I would be ripped limb from limb by the Canadian people. Like. <laughs> Or like burned in effigy for sure. years afterwards. I mean, that's sort of a you know, that's their natural national hero. Right. Well, it just it's just wrong. Yeah. Just well, fundamentally also, wrong. So it is wrong. Yes. But if you if you killed Nate a random person on the Canadian streets, you wouldn't be hung in effigy. Right. You would be sentenced to life in jail. But Ed Rightly Robertson so. or any of them would mm. be a. I don't know. Could you get away with eating Andy Cregan? Because he's not a beanache anymore. I feel like you could, and you would get convicted and obviously you'd get put in jail forever but you wouldn't get lynched in the streets and other prisoners might not stab you maybe i don't know so i think, I think there's a lot of canadians who do really deep dives into the bare naked like the phoenix catalog and all their ancillary yes. all their suburb suburb bands sure i agree with you so i feel like if you killed an eight andy you would have a hit put out on you by somebody jim probably jim yeah, yeah. but i mean Oh God! Just to look in Jim's eyes, like because he'd visit you in prison. Like, why? Why'd you do it, man? Like, why'd was, you eat Andy? I was asked the question on my podcast. There's no I had to there's do no, one of you. Like, the, I don't the senselessness of it, and you're just like, oh, some some men would have watched the world burn. That's what I do. I'd look into Jim's eyes and I'd say, "Be happy it wasn't you. <laughs> be happy Andy's not here talking to me right now. Because think about how sad he'd be." And Jim would say, "You know what? Thank you." So I mean, this is kind of a good question for this song because it's like about this obsessing, is a question that could get us arrested obsess, obsessing over it. so like it, imagine instead of wanting to fall in love with one of the bare naked ladies you want to track them down and eat them yes so this is i mean it's it's appropriate for the song sure if i i guess if i had to eat one of them i, I call this plastic straw and old dirty knife <laughs> mcdonald's sandwich and <laughs> no come on 1924 el camino what the all right sorry what were you saying i'm i'm just trying to i'm desperately trying to think of what bare naked late i would eat i couldn't eat any of them you have to so this is like a saw situation yes like i wake up and they're like you haven't lived your life to the fullest you must eat a bare naked lady but let's say it would be prepared you do a podcast about the bare naked (laughs) ladies and yet you know so little about them you consume their content how about consuming (laughs) them yeah okay so i wake up here and i'm like you know i think i think but let me i want to say i'm a good okay uh so i wake up (gasps) 
that you consume, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I have a master chef that will prepare them to a meal that is to your liking. You will like whatever Brabanican lady you take. So which shall you take? So, like, uh, you know, I'd like to say I'm a good enough person that I would just let the, like, bowling ball that you've rigged drop on my head and crush it. Okay. Rather than eat a Barricade Lady. But I think I'm a bad enough person I actually would eat one of them. So which of the six buttons God. would you hit? You don't even have to kill them. You hit a button. That's murdering them, basically. Well, but it's real Stanford prison experiment murdering. Yeah. <laughs> so you're fine. Well, that's, that's not the prison experiment. And now, what's the one where you electrocute Zimbardo. people? I think it's Zimbardo okay. that does the, the electrocution. Language but, is all about being understood. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. All right. So which one would you press? Why am I on the fucking hot seat? <laughs> Why do you get to be Saw, Jigsaw? <laughs> well, I'll answer momentarily. God, I'd, it'd have to be Tyler. I'd have to eat Tyler. Really? I love the man. I love the man, but I feel like the band could go on without Tyler. Yeah. He adds, I mean, he's a great showman. He adds a lot. He's part of the band. He takes care of him, but I feel like he doesn't write any songs, so I feel like the band would survive better without him mm. and that's and i hate saying that because i love tyler how would you prefer he be prepared wait like a burger or a um, steak or i would want him like i'd say alive okay because i'd like to try and figure out a way that like i feel like i have this like thought that tyler and i like alone i couldn't fight my way out but tyler tyler could do <laughs> it question, tyler could figure it out this question is so creepy i know um <laughs> all right real quick i need ed you need ed why yes. would you eat Ed? uh the infamy uh i think okay so you're all about the fame well you'd have to be you want to be for, you don't want to be forgotten uh, no i love ed that's sort of i that's, love ed dearly and i'd want ed to always be a part of me somehow. that's such a bullshit thing to do is like and I'd i can't produce stew. What? Stew. A stew? I can't produce content. I can't produce something worth a damn. My oh, life isn't worth anything. Yeah. So I'm going to kill someone that's who so... is so I become a footnote in their story. That's just such a such a shameful and shitty thing to do. We all know the name Mark David Chapman, though. We all It sucks. Mm -hmm. and, I know. Yeah, it does you suck. Know, and that's, they, they talk about taking power away from mass murderers by mm -hmm. just not even saying their name in the news right. stories. And that really should be how it goes. Right. Which is why I tried not to say that guy's name in this, but you just belted it out. Who? Mark David Chapman? No. Straw hat and old dirty hank that his guy name his guy name <laughs> yeah no, no i like i i feel like that's a really good impulse but again the like we've got this schadenfreude we're not gonna not there's not gonna be people who don't look up this stuff and want to know complete a sort of thing so yeah i think if you murder a celebrity like yeah. or you know a famous celebrity you're gonna get remembered as yeah, long as that celebrity is remembered yeah, yeah. it's so fun. never mind I mean, you're the punctuation at the end of their sentence which is fucking garbage who wants to be a period so then i take it back i kill andy I mean, I have to do one of them, I guess. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next up is the point where we would read an iTunes review, but we don't have any iTunes reviews. Please review Yay. us online. It's itunes.barenaked.org slash review it. I'm going to be honest. I think everybody who listens to our podcast, all 23 people who listen to our podcast have reviewed us. <laughs> that, I think that that's the end of that. that like We're not well. going to get a single other review. <laughs> that very well may be the case. Um, but I feel like, wasn't there, an, maybe there was one, what was the last one we did, Jorky? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't read them or look at them. But no, we do have a new one. <gasps> it's from July 21st, so it's a while ago, but Wolpster said, fun, four stars, a great escape and a lot of fun, a joyful walk through BNL songs with plenty of camaraderie. Are we nice to each other? We don't need to be nice to have camaraderie. That's true. We are polite like, to each like, other. Like, yeah, you can be like, 
Like comradely loathing. Yes. Very good. Uh, so, th- hey, Wolpster, thank Wolpster. you. Wolpster, you are the best. And thank you, all listeners. Thank you for listening to us. Yeah, you don't need to leave a review. But if you do, it helps people see us. Yeah. Just tell your friends. Tell your friends, I've been listening to this podcast you won't care about. Here's the address. Uh, I know it's about the bare naked ladies, and I know you don't really listen to them, but you know, you should give them a try. Yeah, because they're funny. I mean, they're a, great, they're a great band. They are a great band. You should give Bare Naked Ladies a try, not us. Here's a podcast I like about the Bare Naked Ladies. Don't listen to them. Listen to the Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should be doing. Uh, okay. You can get with us on Facebook. We are It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast on there. You can get with us on iTunes, at Been Done Pod. Where else can you get with us, Evan? You can get with us on BeanScore. Mm-hmm. You can get with us on Wikipedia. <laughs> you can get with us on Excite. You can get with us on Windows Update. Uh We have a Microsoft Excel Excel file. When your computer updates, you will be updated with a version of our podcast. Yes, yes, yes. It comes with all the Windows Updates. (laughs) Windows Uh, Updates. It comes with the Updates. 52s. Evan, what are you going to plug this week? I'm glad that I didn't understand anything you just said. What? I can't. Are you? I'm not. Going. Ever. To plug this week. Gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Not gonna <laughs> do it. I just don't like well, it. Well, I'll plug for you. Don't. One day your son is gonna grow up. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be dead. And he's gonna want a job. Yeah. So right now, employers. My plug is for <laughs> Evan's son. Can I say his name? Uh, I think I've said his name on Luke the- Harker. If you see that name, you got... It seems it's a really uncommon name. Not a lot of people with that name. You got to hire him. He's got skills. I've seen him put a puzzle together. I've he seen knows him. eight different dinosaurs. Eight different Does he, dinosaurs. Can he identify a stegosaurus? Oh, yeah. A really? Oh, yeah. He, he knows stegosaurus. He knows triceratops. He knows velociraptor. Wait, he knows wow. pachycephalosaurus. What? He knows... Pachycephalosaurus. Yeah. He can't say it, though. He goes, pachycephalosaurus. <laughs> like, he can't say it. That's adorable. But yeah, he, does, he knows at least eight dinosaurs, Dang. which is surprising. Dang, dude. That's exciting. Like, I, I know all little kids are into dinosaurs, but like I didn't re- realize it was this young. Did like, you? Did I you love intend? Dinosaurs. No. Did you ever? No. How did he find out the dinosaurs were a thing? He, there are dinosaur things around our house. I mean, he has like a dinosaur puzzle, and he has like a. But most of his toys aren't dinosaurs. Weird. He just likes them. Why did he glom? On, what about dinosaurs? Okay, here's the thing. I don't think you can tell a kid that the dinosaurs were real. And they existed at any point without that being the most fucking amazing yeah. thing ever. Yeah, that's true. Like I feel true. like every little kid at some point in your life wants to be a paleontologist. Yeah. Like, I remember wanting to do that, drawing little fossils on stones and shit. Like, I was never into it. Well, you're... I didn't even like dinosaurs all that much, I don't think. Are you a human? Mm, oh, no. I ain't a human. <laughs> I'm Gordon. <laughs> well, bye. See you again in one week. week.